Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. This I, Van Lathan Jr. And it's me, Rachel Lynn Lindsay. Rachel Lynn <laughs> Lindsay. How are you? I How am you? great. I am, you know, I'm still on vacation, so I'm feeling refreshed, revitalized. You know, I've been surrounded yeah. by family. I feel good, Van. Thank you for asking. The judge. I the, saw yes, the judge. The, yes, the judge is here too. <laughs> now, are you guys? Are you got? You are you in hi? a hotel or are you in somebody's house? Here, come say hi to my sister Constance. She listens to every episode Constance. of the podcast. Hey, hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. And yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Especially better now that Alice is there. Constance, what are we drinking on? <laughs> he doesn't miss a, a thing. That's a blue moon. That's a blue moon. Okay, now when you do the blue moon, do you put like the orange in it? I do a really good rim job on it. <laughs> wow. What the? Oh. <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> we got family showing out. Family showing Whoa. out. No, really. No, I take, I take um, brown sugar. Uh-huh. I rim the glass with agave and then dip it in brown sugar and then dip it and then drink it. Let me tell you what so, today is not. It's not siblings day. It, it could be. So to make sure that the uh, the thought warriors know this again. You do what now? You you take agave. How, how do you do this? What do you do? I take I a, oh, I take I never a heard gla- this. I take a glass and I dip it in agave and kind of go uh-huh. back and forth. And then I dip the glass with agave in on brown sugar and then I drink it. The blue moon. Wow. 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 Yeah. I was on blue moon for a while. I had a blue moon phase. 2016? I'd say I had a blue moon phase. You guys look so much alike. Go jump back to the screen. Uh, like like Heather. jump back into the Heather, jump back into the screen. Mm-hmm. What the hell is, is this like in vogue? Like look at you guys. <laughs> you guys look so much alike the Lindsay girl. So these are all the siblings. There are no more Lindsay siblings. This is the three of us. Oldest, middle, youngest. Oldest, middle, youngest. And so you were out in LA for a while here, Heather. That was you, me. You sp- the yeah. Why did you? Why did you? Why did you leave? Why did you go back? It was just time to go, Van. It was time to go. You know, I felt it in my soul. I kicked her I out. No, that's not what happened. She didn't. But when I came or I left to go back to Atlanta, Brian came. Ah, Brian kicked you out. <laughs> that'll no. be brought up. That'll be brought up. That'll be that'll be brought up one day. And I came out there to stay with you, and we were having great Lindsay sister time, and you chose that man. Over me. That'll be brought up. We can make it. That'll be brought that. up. <laughs> All right, we got we got to go. Nice you to met the you met the Lindsay sisters. Very nice to meet you guys. Nice. Very nice to meet you guys. Oh, now he's you playing with Loki. Have something to say when y'all leave. He's playing with Loki right there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's playing. Alistair, he noticed who you were playing with. He's Lo- got Loki. He said Loki. You got Loki. Mm-hmm. And Thor's hammer. Mm-hmm. Loki and Thor's hammer. I gotta be honest with you. What's up? I got the headphones in now. The headphones work. I gotta be real with you. <laughs> that rim job line is the line <laughs> of 2020. There's no 2021. Way. 2021. There is no way that she knows the double meaning there. Yes, she does. She said it on purpose. <laughs> she goes. I, she was like, "I was waiting for you to catch that." That's why I was like, "You got to go. You got to." Constance wow. listens to every episode of Higher Learning. 
Wow, I'm glad. I'm glad. Lovely sisters, by the way. A, a lovely Thank group you. of ladies. What does everybody do? Um, Constance works in. I'm not, I guess she just started a new job, uh, branding and marketing uh, for a company. Heather works in insurance, and I mean, we know what I do. Yeah, you're Rachel Lindsay. You work at Extra. I work at do. Extra. Bozeman's a sad dog right now. <gasps> What's up with Bozeman? This is his first experience with a cone. <gasps> he got nipped. Not yet. He had a little rash. He got like I had a hot spot from a flea bite. Oh, yeah. And so he's got the cone on and he doesn't know what's going on. He's bumping into everything. It's very sad. I don't know if I have the wherewithal to keep the cone on him. I'm going to be honest with you. I just I just came up there. I gave him several kisses. Like, I don't I don't I don't know if I have the wherewithal to keep the cone on him. He looks too sad. It's, it's too hard. I'll tell you what you do, because I'm the same way. You take it off in the day when you can see him. At night is the only time I put the cone on. Because in right. the in the daytime, I can say, nah, stop that. Don't right. do that. And they'll obey. Bozeman's a good dog. He'll obey. Yeah. But at nighttime, you got to put the cone back on. Very true. Oh, poor Very baby. True. It's tough. Is it allergies or is it is it a flea, like you said? They say that it's allergies. Okay, so you got to get him the allergy shot. Copper has it really bad and was getting the hot spot, too. He had one that got infected. Had to put the cone back on. Got to get him the allergy he got, shot. He got the shot today. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be good. Earlier this morning. Um, we have a jam-packed show. Rachel, what should we start with? Ooh, do we go hard? Let's just go. For, let's I, just. I, can we start with Biden? Do you want to start with Biden? <laughs> let's start with Biden. I'm not even going to do this Ron DeSantis thing because this is stupid. Um, but let's start with Biden. Hey, all you college people, guess what? You get to continue to be some broke motherfuckers. Biden said, fuck you. So uh, President Biden is restarting federal student loan payments in February. President Joe Biden still plans to restart federal student loan payments, resisting pressure from some fellow Democrats who continue to call for an extension of coronavirus pandemic relief benefits. We're still assessing the impact of the Omarion variant, but a smooth transition back into repayment is a high priority. We're not just doing it. We're happy to do it. Um, said White House Press Secretary Jen Saski when asked about it uh, recently. Now, borrowed balances have effectively been frozen for nearly two years. You hadn't really had to pay anything for two years. No payments required on most federal student loans since March 2020. There was an uproar about this, Rachel. An uproar. I don't know what a downroar is. Never heard of it. But whatever, whenever there's been a downward, this is the opposite. Up, <laughs> Do you have loans that you're paying off? I do. I have law school loans. I still have wow. loans. So I'm, I'm a wait. It's a little loud. It's a, I can hear the hammer. Okay. All noise in the background is from it's Thor. Alistair. It's Thor, Loki, and Alistair. Okay. Why don't you do me a favor? Uh, Why don't you let Alistair live? Whoa. The pe- okay, Alistair. They said you the- can play. They said play. Yeah, let Al- let Alistair. What happened Fans to Alistair's face? Play. What happened to his face? Um, playing in the shower. He he hit his eye on something. Okay, Don't, like Alistair's not over there fighting, is he? He's not getting into fights with kids around the school. Like, Alistair, that's, that's are you nice... fighting? <laughs> no, he said fighting. That's a what? nice big lump. So when we were kids, we just bumped into shit. I haven't had a lump on my head like that in 
years. Well, I don't hope so. <laughs> and when we and we were kids, we just always had like a big swelling Something, of some sort. Anyway, a cut. Yes. You're paying your yeah, you're paying your loans. Wait, when you said hey, when you started talking about this topic, I thought you were gonna say hey, ho ho. Joe Biden has got to go. No, no, <laughs> I, really, no, I have no, no idea no, why. I thought that's where you were going with that. Anyways, yes, I have student loans. I'm one of the people affected by this. But I will say that at the same time, I can afford to pay my student loans. And so I don't want to be too much to complain. Like, I don't want to complain too much about it because the concern is the people who have been deeply impacted by the pandemic and are having to pay back loans when they don't have the means to pay for it. I mean, it has been a real treat that that has been frozen for as long as it has. And now the fact that it's coming, because they're already starting to send the emails. It's like, set up your direct deposit. It's coming back. Do you need to consolidate your bo- loans? You can start doing this. I haven't seen emails like that in years. So now that this is coming back, this is upsetting. And it's particularly upsetting because we didn't expect this to happen. This would be different if we knew, okay, you're going to eventually have to pay your loans back. But the man who is in office is a man who ran on a platform saying he was going to eliminate student debt. He was saying this back in 2020 when he was running for office. And before he was before he got into office, he was talking about eliminating a minimum of $10,000 per borrower. And instead, now we're going to see our loans come back. And the issue is that he ran on a platform saying he was going to have Congress get rid of this. Congress is saying, now you have people in the Democratic Party who are actually turning against him and are condemning his the actions or the lack thereof that he isn't eliminating loans. He's blaming it on Congress. People in Congress are saying he has the power to do this with the stroke of a pen under the Higher Education Act, something I didn't I'm not familiar with that. They're also blaming on the fact that under his infrastructure bill, he didn't put something in place to eliminate student debt. So it seems like this is something he just ran on. He used to get people excited and into all of this. And at the end of the day, never acted on that promise. So it's upsetting because I wasn't expecting to pay loans in February 2022. And I'm sure there are other people who weren't as well. And if I was expected to pay them, I expected there to be them to be reduced tremendously. So that to me is the problem. Uh, Joe Biden never really ran on eliminating student student debt. There were some people, obviously, in the progressive camp that feels like student loan debt should be wiped out. Right. Bailout. You've bailed out everyone else. Why don't you bail out the students? The students who uh, their earning power, excuse me, not their earning power. Well, yeah, their earning power. Their earning power is being significantly affected by the fact that they have to pay back so many loans. Mm -hmm. And these are the people that you would think that would have decent jobs who could put more money into the economy um, if they weren't paying off loans just to be able to be qualified for the jobs that now they're paying off loans, Mm -hmm. that that their paycheck is not paying off the loans. So this is my problem. So Joe Biden never said that he would forgive all student loan debt. He talked about the $10,000 plan. Minimum. My thing is, minimum, minimum. My thing is the plan to forgive loans should have come before the restarting of the payment. I felt like he got his his priorities mixed up here. The priority, if you want to get federal federal student loans back on track, you want people paying again, that's fine. But the priority shouldn't be to the federal government. The priority should be to the people who are paying their loans back. Now, if you're not going to forgive all of their loans, you're not going to suspend their loans, you're not going to wipe them clean, that's fine. But you do owe it to the people who voted for you to 
put them before uh, the federal government getting their money back for people's educations. And there was mm-hmm. no plan to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I've heard. The plan that I've heard is, hey, we're just going to get the loans back started. Anything else that we do as far as the $10,000 forgiveness, that's going to come later on or that's going to come as some part of the Build Back Better package uh, that no. they get to whenever they get to it. It's not part of the Well, Build no, Back he's saying that, oh, I would be, well, Jen said, Pasaki, please forgive me if I'm saying her name wrong, said that when a reporter asked her specifically about it, she said he'd be more than happy to do it if a bill was in front of it for him to sign. And then you have Senator Elizabeth Warren saying he has the power to do that under the Higher Education Act, and he's not doing it. He has the power to write it off. He has the power to sign something, the executive order, I believe, to write that off, and he hasn't done it. So I think that's where the, uh, you know, before it was like, oh, he's just not acting on it. Well, now we know he has the power to do it, or he hasn't been calling on Congress to put a bill together to do it. So it's like, what's the hesitation? Why are we not acting on something we promised could be done? I don't know. I'm not calling on you to eliminate it all, but I would be very much more eager to pay my loans back if I saw them significantly decrease. Well, so I'll tell you like this. I don't think $10,000 is enough to even start that conversation. I don't. Per borrower. Per borrower. So you have to realize like I have like five. Oh, five different loans. So it could be potentially be $50,000. Yeah. For you. I, it per oh, borrower. Yeah. So I, like for me, that would be huge because mine from law school are six figures. The judge didn't go into his pocket for that, huh? My, my parents made me pay for law school. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Learn more about the man every <laughs> single day. I could, I could see that conversation happening right now. Well, Rachel. I think it'll be better for you in a more wholly responsible <laughs> way. Like Daniel, when he saw the lion. Why does my father sound like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.? Because that's how he talks. <laughs> Let's be real. That's how he talks. Daniel saw the lion and it was, a, it was an obstacle he had to overcome. And that was your loans. That's what he told you. <laughs> like your loans are like Daniel. Seeing the lion, you have to overcome them. Um, so look, here's the thing about this entire deal. I, I think it's fascinating for two reasons. Number one, I think this actually broke some of the people who were because I saw every once in a while I criticize Joe Biden for something, and then people will kick me, kick me dead in my nuts. They'll be like, Oh, so you're just down for Trump, you just want the Republicans to take back over. That's not true at all. That's not true at all. There are so many things. By the way, there are things that are worse than people have to pay their loans back. Reproductive rights are things worse than people have to pay their loan back, their loans back. Um uh what do we see? Guns, things worse than people having to pay their loan back. Loans mm-hmm. back. Those kill they those kill people. Uh voting rights, I would say worse than people having to pay their loans back, okay? But people having to pay their loans back and people being in debt because of student loans is a massive, massive issue. And to me, I believe it's a drag on the American economy. I think the whole the whole structure of college and tuition should be mm-hmm. reexamined if we want to jumpstart the economy. I digress. It's interesting that this issue seemed to be an issue where progressives and people who voted for joe biden were united in dissent right so this is something that it's okay to be critical about the administration uh, on 
other things, people are like, no, you just want Trump to get reelected. No, I don't want Trump to get reelected. But something like this, to me, is outside of the spirit of liberal politics. I don't see how in any way. And if I'm wrong, I would love for the administration to break it down to me and tell me why it's vital to America to get people back on a payment schedule for their student loans. Right. I'd really like the answer to the question. I'm sure there is an answer, but I haven't heard it. But I think that's the issue too, is we haven't heard from Biden. You know, like why is, you make an excellent point. Why is it so necessary to get this started back in February of next year? Why haven't we heard from you on something that you ran on? Then even after you were elected, spoke about again in November 2020. And now we're not hearing from you on why nothing's being done, except we we are. We're hearing that it's about to start again. So, yeah, I I it's interesting because this is something that affects everybody. It doesn't matter which side you're on. Everybody's impacted by student debt. And I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine what it would be like to not have thousands of dollars a month I had to pay towards my student loans. Look at me. Well, brag about it. Brag about it. It must be nice to be in that. But a lot of people are affected by student debt. It's like I'm punished for getting higher education. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes, you know, I'm walking through the mall and I walk past Cold Stone Creamery and I'll be like, you know, I don't fucking need any ice cream right now. But I think to myself, fuck. I don't owe Sally Mae shit. Why don't you just splurge? And they, you go over there and they treat the ice cream. You ever been there? They treat the ice cream like pancake. Yeah, I don't like that. They slap it down. They beat it down. They slap it around. They, they, They abuse the ice cream. Like Cold Stone, they abuse the ice cream. They're abusive to ice cream at Cold Stone. But for some reason, I like it. I'm like, thank you. I walk out. I look at all the broke motherfuckers. They want some sweets, but they can't afford them because they got to pay back You're Sally Mae. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no, Man, all jokes aside, it is, is, is a, a real thing. It is. I know people. Kalika's gone through it. Like she's like she, she's like, oh, I'm redoing my student debt. So like, how much you got? It's like I owe them sixty. I'm like, God damn, sixty thousand dollars. I pretend it's not even there. I just, just keep on it. just keep on moving with life. And and I can afford to pay it off. So I can't you even can imagine. No, right seriously. I'm just like, nope, don't, nope, don't want to. Why right. why am I gonna give y'all all my money? Nope. Right. It's, I, I, it's sign me up for 30 years. Yeah. My dad used to do that. My dad used to have the money to pay a bill, and then the people would call it up and he'd be like, You get it when I give it to you. That's me. Okay. <laughs> That's when are me. we gonna get this? When I won't. Yep. What you gonna do about it? You're so, you're so damn bad. Come take it. All right. Um, speaking of Louisiana, rest in peace, Dad. I love you. Uh, uh, speaking of Louisiana, racist judges. Shout out to Gary Chambers, who brought this to my attention. Gary Chambers, a future political leader of Louisiana, at Gary Chambers Jr. On Instagram. Love you, Gary. And I'm very proud of what you're doing with your taking your personal health into consideration too. Love you, Gary. Love Gary Chambers. Um, I saw a video mm-hmm. by a woman named Michelle Odinette, who is the Lafayette City Court judge. It was a burglary uh at her home, apparently. 
And as they watched the burglary unfold at the home, they decided, her and her family, to give some narration Mm -hmm. to what they were witnessing on what I presume is their ring camera light or something like that, ring camera or whatever. Donnie, could you run for the people, all the thought warriors, right now, the sound of what was happening, what Michelle Odinette was saying as she watched this burglary on the ring camera. Mom goes, why are the lights when, to your When I pull on? up in the whip, they be saying, God damn. Like, why are your lights on? They're like, pull up, pull up. And mom's yelling, nigger, Okay. Odinette has confirmed that the video was made in her home. It is her voice on the video. She claimed that she had taken a sedative at the time that the video the was made and doesn't remember it. Don't give a fuck about that. Um, And she is now taking a leave of absence without pay. This blew up everywhere. Uh, obviously, in the state of Louisiana, um, it's a very sensitive racial uh, climate down there. So a lot of people have been going crazy. Mm-hmm. You saw the video. I posted it on my gram. Mm-hmm. What did you think when you saw it? I simply thought, bye, bitch. Gotta go. Got, and, and I'm not, and at the same time, I'm not surprised. You know, it's, we will continue to see people with high powered positions, with authority, with money, get caught up in their own racism. What people, we don't know what people do behind closed doors. We don't know how they act. We don't know how they congregate with their family and friends until we do, until there's some video evidence, some audio evidence, a picture, something. I'm not, I'm never shocked when I see this. It's just more of when I see this though, for the people who are like, you're exaggerating. People aren't like that. The world is getting better. Racism doesn't exist. And then you press play on a video like this. And this is a person who has the authority to put people in jail. Am I right? As a city court judge? Yeah, yeah, for sure. She has the authority. Her job requires her to be impartial. And you just heard on that video that she is not. So you got to go back and think of every single person that she has been in charge of, sentence, whatever authority that she has, and know that she is, when it comes to a person who is black, she has never been impartial because that is how she thinks of black people. We're a joke. We are insects. You want to call us out of our name. There's no respect. There's no, you don't even talk about us as if we are human beings. And when you see something like this, it's like, how many other people are like this who have power? Elected. She's elected official. Am I right? Elected into power to have this type of authority. It's disgusting. It's gross. I could care less over the fact that you were medicated and you don't remember. That does not take away the fact that you still did it. You still did that those things. And she fessed up to it. So because she was honest about it, they need to get her out of office. They need to completely like, why is she on a leave of absence? Why hasn't she been kicked out of office yet? Okay. That's something I'll get to in a second. Okay. That's because this is more complicated than I think people... Uh, understand i'll say okay. something about it about the video itself uh i once talked about we we once talked about the mel gibson um, oh my gosh statement the mm-hmm. raped by a pack of niggers mm-hmm. and i argued that in that sentence pack is worse than nigger mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay 
so let me tell you what's really chilling here is the roaches comment. Yep. And this might be because I am desensitized to uh, the N-word. I could be. Just hear it a lot. Uh, somebody's always fucking up with it. Not that the N-word doesn't signal um, what's going on in her mind. Uh, that on its own would be bad enough, horrible enough to warrant uh, severe, severe action uh, where it's possible. And we'll talk about what's possible in a second. Let me tell you why the roaches thing really bothers me. What do you do to roaches? Kill them. Stomp on them. Squash them. Mm-hmm. So when someone is in front of this judge and she's looking at them and they're black, she sees a roach. Mm-hmm. Prison is a pretty effective roach motel where all the roaches go. What would it take for you in your home right now if you saw a roach to actually grant a roach a pass, to let the roach live. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you something. If you saw a roach and you were about to kill the roach and the roach started dancing or the roach started singing or the roach did something exceptional to make you believe that it was more than a roach, you look at the roach and you'd be like, oh, look at that. Not just a pest, not just vermin, not just something to be destroyed, something that's trying to like steal resources from me, something that's trying to eat my food, something that only comes out in the dark. This is something actually that has value. Mm-hmm. You might actually be friends with it. You might actually have like a like, hey, look at you. I don't know. Like I would be freaked out that the roach was talking to me. But after a while, I'd be like, I can't kill this roach. This roach is special. But see all the other roaches that don't have that, they have to die. So when I saw this, I looked at her and I'm thinking, obviously racism is one thing, but we never talk, but we only talk about racism as this holy, nefarious, terrible thing. And we never talk about what it really is. It's an entry point for dehumanization. Like racism, black people are worse. Yeah than me how worse are they are they a little are they a little bit worse meaning do i deserve a little bit more privilege than them or are they roaches mm-hmm. because you don't share your society with a roach you don't rehabilitate a roach you don't care you don't get a give a roach a break you eliminate and control roaches mm-hmm. so when i saw that i was thinking what a particularly villainous person to have preside over human life which is essentially what you do as a judge chilling very upsetting Mm -hmm. now moving on to the conundrum here she's elected she can't just be fired that's a fact this situation has existed in Louisiana before there was a judge in Louisiana who uh went to a party with his wife and he dressed up as an inmate mm. paint his face black mm. um put an afro wig on it's a judge it's a judge okay that judge was disciplined by being suspended for a year and a day and that had to come from the state supreme court so if you're looking for the body that can levy a penalty against michelle odinette 
This is something that has to go to the state Supreme Court. And the state Supreme Court has to rule on whatever her punishment is going to be. Removing her is incredibly difficult because she wasn't hired. She was elected. So everyone out there that's like, fire her, fire her, fire her. She can't just be fired. So I'm saying this right now so that people understand what's understand their expectation so they can actually temper their expectations about what's going to happen here. She can be uh, suspended. She can be censured. Firing is a different story. And if that's going to happen, the pressure has to be on the state Supreme Court to kind of rule on one of their own. Now, I'm not sure what all is in their power to do. But in this particular situation, this is somebody that should never, ever, 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 not just be a judge, should never be allowed to practice law again. Yeah. Should never in any way. And I'm being I'm being serious in any way. That type of bias and that type of thinking has no place in the American courtroom. There's no reprieve. There's no nothing. This was a blessing from God that we got to see how she thinks. A blessing from God. No telling how many people, Mm. how many people this saved from getting sentences they didn't deserve or treatment that it didn't warrant inside that they didn't warrant inside the courtroom. I just, I think about the Kyle Rittenhouse and I'm sorry, I'm going on and on. I think about the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. I think about the judge in that Kyle Rittenhouse trial and how he was so clearly in the bag for Kyle. I think about situations all over America where this is Mm -hmm. not has happened, but it is happening. And I just wonder, I wonder, but this one blessed to have gotten this video. She says she wants uh, understanding and forgiveness. But what are we supposed like when people say that though, Van, what are we supposed to understand? Help me, help me understand. And I like generally how I'm supposed to understand what went down in that video. Medication, you being medicated. So like, how often are you medicated? Like, is this how you talk when you're medicated? Have you been medicated when you're on the bench? I, I, I just, I don't understand what I'm supposed to, to take from that. I don't know. Do you understand what I mean? Like, what am I supposed to do? I, um, I think it's interesting when you talk about, and I did not know that about the Supreme Louisiana Supreme court. I could see her not being, um, removed because of something you and I both said, you got to go back and look at all her cases at this point. If I'm an attorney, and I had a client in your court, I automatically want that case reviewed because you've already shown, you can point to that video and show that there is a bias when it comes to this judge and black people. Yeah. And if it's so to me, there should be a bunch of attorneys who are now want their cases to be reviewed. Whether she's removed or not at this point, because you can clearly show that she's not an impartial judge period. Yeah. Yeah. Very bad situation. I'm disappointed, but not surprised. I'll never be surprised. 
I don't like whipping people up into a frenzy on social media. I think that's kind of whack when you all you spend your time when you spend all your time just triggering black people. But <laughs> it's very important for people to understand what was going on down there because this could be life saving. This could very be life saving. Very true. We could save a lot of roaches. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? A lot of roaches could be saved from the Roach Motel. Uh, we're going to take a break. <laughs> we lost somebody. We lost somebody very important. Rest in peace to Bell Hooks, who is a trailblazing feminist author, critic, and activist. Okay. Uh, she was 69. She died at her home, surrounded by family and friends. Um, it is beyond my uh, aptitude to describe how genius of a person bell hooks was i saw a tweet that said something and it's might seem true to some people i saw a lady tweet and i'm sorry i don't remember who tweeted this that bell hooks was the first black woman that she ever heard refer to herself as a genius Mm. and that that in and of itself was uh trailblazing and ceiling shattering but her criticisms on uh, misogyny on uh, women's sexuality, on patriarchy. So many of those things have been just absolutely central to uh, feminist thought for a long time. So it's very sad to hear about the passing of Bell Hooks. And I just want people to go out and read something uh, by Bell Hooks or explore who she was because you're going to be smarter after you do it. What did you think about this? Yeah, you pretty much said everything that I would say. And and I saw a tweet and I think it's true. It's like when you when you maybe Bell Hooks, this is the first time you heard it when you saw the RIP trending on Twitter and you didn't understand who Bell Hooks was or what she meant to the feminist movement movement or how she was very influential in talking about how race and gender and socioeconomic status and all of these things intersect. And you have to you have to understand them all to understand how they impact, you know, us as 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 a race, as a culture, as a society, as feminists. And so. I, I would just say, and this is the tweet that I saw is if you woke up this morning and you saw bell hooks trending and I'm paraphrasing this, it's okay. If you didn't know who she was, now you can learn who she was by doing the research and understanding the impact that she had on our society. It's okay. It's not nothing. It's not anything to be embarrassed about. Take that and use it to learn about her now because then you're doing yourself a favor and you'll be better for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Big news in college college football. Mm-hmm. Huge news in college football. Oh, by the way, just before we get off this, uh, I'm going to walk you guys into this. I'm not going to make you do too many Googles. I'm going to give you some uh, 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 the name of a book, which my mom really loved. It's called Ain't I a Woman? Black Women and Feminism. Uh, that book came out, I think, in the early 80s. It was a favorite of my mom's. Also, can I say something about Bell Hooks? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bell Hooks was, I knew that she was like a, completely fearless soul because she actually even criticized Beyonce okay she did not know this yeah she criticized Beyonce I remember that some years ago she had some critical words for Beyonce and I was like about what um the issues of sexuality and different things and stuff I let I won't speak for uh for for Belle you guys can go and google it and you'll you'll see what she's talking about but I was like wow that took so that took a lot of moxie. Criticizing Beyonce is like a cultural sin. People don't do it. <laughs> By the way, people really get mad when you criticize Beyonce. Let me ask you a question right now. 
Rest in peace, Bell Hooks. But I want to ask you a question right now, straight up. Mm-hmm. Who has better music? Oh, gosh. Just better music, Rihanna or Beyonce? Song for song, better I, music. I, I'm going to be very honest with you. <clears throat> I'm not answering that question. See? <laughs> I'm not. You can answer it. Go ahead. I'm not doing it. It's Rihanna and it's not close. I'm not doing it. It's, 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 it's Rihanna and it's depends, not close. And it by the way, and everybody, like. it depends. And everybody knows it. Everybody knows. No, because Deep anybody, in your heart of hearts. anybody who's in everybody the beehive knows. is not going to say that. And I just think it depends what your cup of tea is. Because That's because they fans. It's, it depends song what your cup of song, tea is. Rihanna got more bangers than Beyonce. Song for song. Rihanna, I'm not answering the question. I'm just saying. And you, I don't do that. You, and I don't do that. I answer everything. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Not today. Because you nope. know. No. Nope. Because you know. You know deep down. Deep down, you know. Beyonce is an amazing cultural icon. Changed the game forever. If we just doing bangers, who got more bangers? Who got that? Ugh. Who got that? Ugh. Rihanna got Beyonce. It's a true story. Mm-mm, All right. Uh, now to the world of college football. Early signing day was yesterday. How did Texas do? I don't even know. I'm on vacation. They fucking did great. I tell I'm on you. vacation. Fantastic. They, they did really well is how they did. They did like super amazing. They're doing their thing. Wait, Shout out to Texas. Didn't signing yeah. day used to be in February? This is the early signing period. Okay. So there's two signing people. You can sign early. <laughs> I know you the can sign early, signing but period. I thought the only national signing day was in February. No, this My is bad. the Missed early it. signing period. You can sign early. So you can sign early here. LSU picked up a couple of recruits. Shout out to Jordan Allen, who came to LSU. Shout out to Walker Howard, who came to LSU. Shout out to all of these kids who decided to come and be Tigers. Shout out to Emory Jones. Shout out to Will Campbell. Shout out to all of these kids that decided to come and be Tigers. Shout out to Miles Brennan for not transferring. Y'all got Emory Jones? Yeah, Emory Jones is an offensive lineman from Catholic High in Baton Rouge. I don't think I know who you're talking about. You think nope. you're talking about the Florida quarterback? I'm totally talking about the Florida quarterback. I was like, <laughs> no. wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait, his last name about. isn't even Jones. I just know it's Emory. I was like, right. wait, what? My no, bad. No, no, no. We got like, this Emory Jones is an offensive lineman at, at, uh, at Catholic High in Baton Rouge. He can play all over the offensive line. Oh, wait, no, his name is Emory Jones. Okay, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. That's why I was like, wait, he is going pro. That's why I was like, what? Right, nah. Uh, He didn't just, he didn't, I'm passing up the NFL for LSU. He had an up and down season, though. I know. Uh, I saw Brian. I go, Brian, Emory Jones is going pro. He goes, good. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they got Anthony Richardson, who is a woohoo, toasty. That's a good player. All right, uh, but the biggest news from signing day wasn't what happened at LSU. It wasn't Texas A&M paying everybody a million dollars to come play college football. It wasn't any of that stuff. It was Travis Hunter, who some have rated as the number one cornerback in all of college football. Not just the number one cornerback, but the number one player some people have him ranked ranked as. Uh, He's been committed to Florida State University for a couple of years. Now... He is no longer going to Florida State. He flipped to Jackson State University, which is an HBCU located in Jackson, Mississippi. We're talking about the SWAC. He flipped from Florida State to Jackson State University, a school that is headed up 
by Florida State alumnus, maybe the best Florida State college football player of all time, Deion Sanders. I'm sorry, Charlie Ward. Deion Sanders, okay? This is a seismic occurrence in college football to have a player of that caliber, a composite five-star, number one player in the country, go to an HBCU. I never thought that you'd see anything like that. I love it. I love every bit of it. And no, I did not go to HBCU, but it doesn't mean I can't root for what's happening. I love what Deion Sanders is doing since he committed to being coach back in 2020 of Jackson State or the football coach of Jackson State. He has been an advocate for increasing recognition when it comes to HBCUs in in their sports department. He has brought awareness to the lack of facilities, to the lack of equipment, all these things. And because he can, he really is making a change. And I love it. I love to see it. But you say you shocked me. You never thought this would happen. I'm going to also say what why I, th- what I think is a big driving force to this. And this is not to take away from Dion and who he is and what he's bringing to this program because he's doing a phenomenal job at recruiting and marketing and branding and all of that. The fact that NCAA players can now make money. The NIL, ga- yeah. The game has changed. The game has changed because I don't need necessarily your big football program and all that comes with it and those under the the table handshakes. I can make my own money. If I'm as good as I am, as I believe I am, and I'm ranked a certain way coming out of high school, I can make the money and go to whatever program I want to. Like Travis Hunter come, being ranked number one on several people's lists, he's set. He's good. And you know what else I love about this is it's this is how it used to be. Right. You used to have top players who used to go to HBCUs and somewhere along the years, the message got lost and people felt like the only way to make it was to go to a top football program school. When you think about like a David Deacon Jones or a Jerry Rice or a Cornell Green or a Doug Williams or a Walter Payton, you know, what I mean, these people went. Well, to- those guys became amazing players but they like went, but it, they came from hbcus is my they point say, they going went to, to an h i'm not saying you have to be number one but going to an hbcu did not hold you back and i feel like somehow oh no it hasn't the hbcus have turned out a lot of great i know NFL. but i feel yeah. like as a general consensus people feel like if i'm ranked number one i gotta go to a top football program a top football school and you don't necessarily have to do that to be great as history has told has showed us so i think it's phenomenal what he's doing and i hope it sets the path for more people and it brings more awareness recognition and money to hbcus so this is what i'll say about that so there's the nil deal is also there's rumors that travis hunter may have like a barstool nil deal you know Deion sanders has a podcast with barstool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if he's making tremendous money uh by going to jackson state you're right a lot of players are going to follow the money forget about it but there was something to be said and this is the thing about hbcus this is why this is so important and also why this is so groundbreaking if you are a top player it wasn't that you didn't go to an hbcu because the reason to go to a bigger school there were myriad reasons number one facilities okay strength and conditioning the level of coaching that you might get. This is not to besmirch HBCUs. LSU has a locker room that costs $28 million. The endowment of the school, the HBCU that I went to, the endowment of the school is $9 million. 
So they'll shoot locker room is $28 million. That's the type of inequality that we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go to a place, you want the best of everything, right? You want the best sports and nutrition. You want the best coaching with all of these. Then you would go to a school that has more facilities because it's your end goal to go to the NFL. Mm -hmm. Here at Jackson State, that's not really a problem because this guy's playing wide receiver slash corner and he's got Deion Sanders there. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be anybody who's going to be able to coach him up to be a shutdown or to play a little offense at the same time better than Deion Sanders. So he's not really losing at all. And when you factor in the NIL money that might be there, he's fine. What I would say is the reason why this is so important is because one of the reasons that these HBCUs and these other schools don't have more money for facilities and don't have more money for stuff like that and aren't on TV as much is because they can't get the players. Right. So if a, if a, if a player leaves and is the number one recruit in Baton Rouge and he's going to go to LSU and when he go, goes to LSU, he's going to be guaranteed to play every single Saturday on national television, right? His games are going to be carried either on CBS if he's the main game or on ESPN, ESPN2, or ESPNU if it's a lesser opponent. He, there's going to be a huge primetime game against Bama, against Ole Miss, against all of those people where everyone's going to get to see him. You're going to get a chance to be a national star. Sure. And if you're and if you're going to a SWAC school or a MEAC school or anyone, any other co black college conference, they're going to have to search to find you unless you are unbelievably outstanding in the vein of a Steve McNair mm -hmm. or somebody like that. However, I can guarantee you one thing. They were already on TV a lot more because of Deion Sanders. Mm -hmm. Jackson State, every game now, you will be able to find it. Yep. You will be able to find every single Jackson State game on your dial. That's more money. Yep. It's more money for the conference. It's more money for the school. The school can then take that money, upgrade itself, not just the sports program, but the schools itself. So if the NIL, which is cost LSU a couple of players, which is going to cost a lot of people a lot of players, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If if NIL, through sponsorships and other things, can get black kids top flight athletes in basketball and football to go to HBCUs, that's amazing. Yep. That's amazing for me. Yep. That is amazing for me. Now, one thing I have to do real quick is I have to look here at the Florida State message board. Okay. Did you see the video? Which video? Of him announcing that he was I did going. See what he did. You gotta be hurt if you're a fan, an alum, or a student at Florida State. The way he threw that Florida State hat off his head, I I felt that. I'm looking at it right now. He, this is the name. This is the name of some of the uh, some of the topics there at the, on the Florida State Warchant.com. Y'all shouldn't be Warchant. Serves you right. Serves you right. You shouldn't be war chanting. Stop with the chop. Serves you right. <laughs> this is some of the these are some of the topics. Does Dion hate FSU? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pissed. Today we witnessed a murder. <laughs> <laughs> this is another one. Please stop creating threads about Dion and Hunter. <laughs> is Deion Sanders a traitor? That this is what makes it worse because he's an alum. <laughs> that's what makes it worse, y'all. He was committed to Florida State for two years. Two oh years. Oh my God! And here comes Dion, and just right. that quickly can and, snatch him up. And here's another thing: 
certain states have different in, uh, name, image, and likeness rules. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a state where you can't get the name and image and likeness, not likeness back, you might just flip to a, to a school in Mississippi where you can get it. So Florida has different rules, different laws on the NIL, so it's tough. I could read this all <laughs> day. <laughs> Hunter's 15 minutes of fame will be up. Dion only makes $300,000 a year at Jackson State. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, so look, Dion is a genius, but at what cost? So this is, I'm this excited. Is, this is Shout out to Dennis Thurman, family friend, D coordinator at Jackson State. I'm, I'm going really? to a game. Yeah. That'd be I'm, everything being I'm said. Go, let's go to a game. I'll go to a game. I'll go to a game. Everything. Hold on. I'm happy for Jackson State, but fuck Jackson State. Just. I'm sorry, what? Southern University Jaguars. I don't give a fuck. Oh, I'm okay. happy for Dion. People forget that for about Travis you because you talk so much about LSU. Yeah, I talk about, but it's it's we don't talk HBCU stuff, and that's probably on me. I don't give a fuck about what happens. I'm just <laughs> glad the boy didn't go to Gramlin. Had he gone to Gramlin, Ooh. if this would have happened at Gramlin, I'd have been on some fuck your life, bing bong type shit. I'd have been so pissed off. I've been pissed worse than anything's ever happened with LSU had he gone to Gramlin. So shout out, shout out to my dad played ball over at Southern. I love Southern University. Shout out to the fucking Jaguars. We, we need to flip one. I wouldn't be mad. We need to flip a couple of people. Or maybe, but Dion, I'll tell you what, this also tells me eventually Deion Sanders ends up the head coach at Florida State. So Norville and the guys that are over there right now, you better start doing a hell of a job because uh, more than anything to me, this was a resume builder for Dion. Eventually, he wants to coach Florida State. But who knows? Maybe he stays at Jackson State and he, he completely changes things. Um, Make the Stallion has a Netflix deal. Just team it up with Netflix. Uh, it's a no-brainer. Tracy Pocosta said, uh, Meg is multi-talented. It's a no-brainer. She's a multi-talented creative force who has consistently made her mark on culture. And so now she has a deal. This is in light of some very nasty back and forth out there in the public about differing accounts of what happened that night with Meg and Tori. Seems to be causing a gender war on social media. Have you seen this, Rachel? Uh, what I saw were the comments under your post. There's a very, gen- very... there's a gender war just straight up in your post. Forget what is happening in the whole <laughs> Twitter sphere. I have been accused of hating black men. Yeah, they said that. I have been accused of like people are like, well, at least she admitted that it's illogical. I mean, people really think because I have chosen to believe Megan in light of even more as a as a judge has now denied Tory Lanes, whatever he had, and I didn't even read it fully, but whatever he had uh, tried to file to get the case dismissed or whatever, it's moving forward is the point. We didn't even know that was going to be discussed the day that we started talking about it, but people are really accusing me of all of a sudden I hate men because I'm choosing to believe a woman who said she was shot in the foot by this man. And yes, I'm saying regardless, because as somebody, thank you, politely pointed out in the comment section, just because you're a proven, you are found not guilty does not mean that you did not commit the crime. It just means, yeah, you are proven not guilty. That's what that means. And you can give example after example of people who have been found not guilty, but I think we can all pretty much assume that they were. Let's play this game. 
Give me an example. OJ. OJ. Okay, so let's let's play this game out just for devil's advocacy. Ha- going into the OJ trial, mm-hmm. if you said, I believe the prosecution and there's really nothing in the trial that can stop me from believing that OJ that OJ did or didn't do this. Mm-hmm. How do you think that would sit with people? Because what people are saying is this. Well, who am I, I speaking? Am I speaking as Rachel just a citizen? Well, you're speaking as Rachel just a citizen. Okay. Sure. So what, this is what I would say. I believe Meg the Stallion. I yeah, believe I that 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 she that she was shot by Tory Lanez. I believe that. But there are definitely things that could happen that can make me not believe it. And I said I mean, that. I said you'd have to it would have to be that he wasn't even there. You'd have to prove well, to me that he was not there. Well, see, that's where we did that's where we disagree. So there are three people in that car. Correct. Right? Uh there are three people in that car. Meg seems to know who shot her. If mm-hmm. she knows who shot her, first of all, this has nothing to do with Meg the Stallion. Anybody that says, Hey, I got shot, Johnny shot me. I'm gonna be mm-hmm. like, All right, well, I pretty much believe you that Johnny shot you, unless there's a reason not to believe you. Right. But there's still a court trial to go on, right? Mm-hmm. What if it turns out that there was gunshot residue on her friend's hand and no gunshot residue on Tory Lanez's hand? What if it turns out that uh that the the friend had the gun there are things that could happen. There there are things that could come up. And people compare it to George Zimmerman. The George Zimmerman situation is different because we know that Trayvon Martin is dead. So because we know that Trayvon Martin is dead, we know that George Zimmerman killed him. The only thing left to uh, to negotiate there or to, to, I guess, find out is why it happened. And then the why is the reason why. A lot of times when we talk about these situations, it's actually the why that we're talking about. We know Derek Chauvin choked out George Floyd. The question is, is it murder? We know that the cops choked out Eric Garner. The question is, is it murder? And so in this situation, even though I believe that Meg Thee Stallion, uh, when she says that Tory Lane shot her, it could certainly not be true or it could come out that she doesn't even really know who shot her. You know what I mean? So like, there are certainly things that could happen that could change my mind. I'm not like, it, it, like you, you know what I mean? I guess if I feel the, like if there was gun residue on the uh, friend's hand, uh-huh. she would already be charged. Right. You know what I mean? That's what Tory, like, Tory Lanez's lawyer says that, but that's what Tory Lanez's lawyer is supposed to say. Like she would be charged because that means that they tested her hands for it. So I'm, you know what I mean? Like why is she not charged? If that's the case, if she's the one who has the gun residue, then why is she not charged and he's not? Like I just that just that to me is just something that's being thrown out there. You know, you know another reason why I believe Meg the Stallion. Another reason why I believe Meg the Stallion is because I'm I could be wrong, but I'm not sure that I've ever heard. Tory Lanez come out and be like, yo, I didn't do this. He hasn't said that. I, I've heard him say, don't believe everything you read. The truth will come out. The truth kind of will that. come out. Yeah. All it is. But just straight up, I did not shoot her. Right. Like, I swear to God, because I'll be honest with you. This might be not smart legally or whatever. If somebody says something like that to me. I go Instagram live. Yo, straight up. Never did that. Right. Never did that. You guys will find out what, what's happened. 
but she thinks it was me. It wasn't me. Listen, he did it. And all you people talking about, I hate black men. Like, seriously, fuck you. Like, a big fuck you. Because, one, I do a podcast with a black man. My daddy is a black man. And the simple fact that I'm holding a black man accountable for what I think he did, and I'm choosing to believe a black woman when so many people were so quick to question her story, doesn't mean that I generally hate black men. I think that's so dumb and stupid. You want to call my what I said illogical? Fine. Say it's illogical because I said it in a court of law, even if she, he is found not guilty, I'm choosing to believe her. Fine. I admit that. But don't then j- jump to, oh, Rachel hates black men. Like that's like the, the dumbest thing that you could possibly say. Come after what I said. Don't ap- attack me personally as as hating black men. And I don't even understand why this has to be. This is this going back to the gender war, which is why we started talking about this in the first place. I don't understand why this has to be a gender issue. I think I know. By the way, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't. By the be. way, make the stallions lawyers definitely, definitely uh, have have claimed or insinuated that there was gunshot residue found on Tory Lanez's hands. To me, if there is, whatever, like he's done. To me, he's done anyway. I don't. I don't think he's gonna get past this, no matter what. But uh, as far as the the how the court will play out, it, you know, there's all of these things are gonna have to be taken into consideration. This is what I'll say. Uh, I want to do something here. Okay. I'll see if you're down for this. I wanted to do this on the red pill. We never got around to doing it. But recently, I visited Spotify Studios downtown Los Angeles. Okay. Remember we went there and we taped? Yes. I saw more of the space. And there is a space in there where you can record. And it's like a bigger space. There's a couch, a couple of chairs, and it's all set up for podcasting. And they didn't have us in it? No, because we didn't need it. Because it's like a lot bigger, right? Okay. It's like it's like a whole living room set with stuff. It's an amazing place down there. And they have a, a round table with a bunch of mics. You can fit more people in there. I and proposing that we do something that I wanted to do on the red pill because there was under uh, uh, under a, a post that I put black men and black women were just going at it. I propose that we'd have a special event, a special podcast, a conversation between black men and black women. And what we should do is we should take, this is random people, three people that have strong opinions uh, about black men who are black women and three black women who have strong opinions about uh, black men, whatever. And we should have a conversation about why there seems to be almost a latent and vicious distrust and animus that I see on social media. It probably doesn't exist in real life, but any of the people that had those strong conversations, I just wanted to get them together and facilitated by us, we have a podcast where we actually talk to them and we hash some of this stuff out. Because obviously, black men, and I don't know why they would feel this way, a lot of the black men that were under the post, they feel like they're under attack and they feel like black women are a part of the attack. And obviously, black women, I'm sorry, fellas, with good reason, feel like they're under attack from black men. And so rather than us volley it back and forth when we're on the same side of a lot of this stuff, I think it would be interesting. And it's something that I wanted to do then and I put it out there. I was trying to get it done, but we didn't have sort of the capability for it to actually do 
something where we dedicate an entire podcast. We break it up into different issues and we talk on them for however long it goes. And then we put it out to the people. Would you be down for something like that? I'm totally down for that. As long as we have specific topics to talk about. I don't want just a free for all of like, you go, you go. Like, I think we should propose certain topics, maybe put it out on social, however we do it. And we cover certain things. But let me just say this black man. Tory Lanez is not the hill you need to die on. If you feel like you're under attack, <laughs> that's okay that you feel that way. And I would love to hear exactly why you feel that, especially feel if you feel like it is coming from us black women. But Tory Lanez is not the reason you need to be, you know, uh, asserting those feelings at all. That's all I yeah. want to say about that. But yeah. I'm yeah. total. I love dialogue like this. I love a back and forth. Let's do it. Let's have this conversation. Let's figure out why an issue like this to me, which there should be no questions asked. She said it happened. It happened. Let's see what happens in court. I don't understand why this now, has to turn now, into a bigger issue. Of, now, we disagree about that. About what? She said it happened. It happened. So there's nothing. So that's no, it. No, 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 no. I'm just saying like. Why does it have to come to this whole gender thing of you feeling attacked and black gotcha. women? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying she said it happened. She says she was shot. I am choosing to believe she was shot. Now I've taken it a step further and I expressed that on the last podcast. But I'm just saying, why are we having a back and forth of men feeling attacked? That's why I'm saying this isn't the, the, the situation where we need to talk about it. And hopefully the situation where we can talk about it is in a room on a podcast talking about certain issues of why black men feel attacked or why black women feel like they aren't respected and treated a certain way by black men. I got a couple of issues I can talk about, especially when I've been told certain things coming up about the way black women are, the way we are as black women. You know what I mean? I'm sure men can say the same thing. So yeah, let's do it. Done. Do you feel, do you, as a black woman, do you feel valued and appreciated by black men? Sometimes. And sometimes I don't. And I think they would say the same thing. I don't know how they could. Hmm. I'll be honest with you. I'm sorry. I understand the fellas, you know, with your side on the barbershop shit. You know, I'm with you. You know, the story lane shit is different. I mean, it's so, so different. Yeah, it, it's different, whatever. <laughs> I have a hard time understanding how black men would feel not valued and not protected and not supported by black women. That's kind of nuts. If anything... I keep it all the way real with you. If anything, black men should feel not valued, not protected, and unsafe with black men. If mm. anything, wow. black women, I'm just keeping it gangster. Like it is, it's like I understand that sometimes it's hard, and sometimes we can be hard on each other. But if you really broaden it out, there's just not a lot of reason for black men to feel unsupported by black ladies. No, I'm sure that you might have a situation and we could talk about it. I'm sure that you might have a situation with your baby's mom or, you know, with whomever or whatever you feel like you're not. I remember there was this one meme that was going around. This may be the most sensitive meme that's ever existed. And it was a picture of Odell Beckham Jr. Kofi from, uh, you know, that guy from Queen Sugar. Kofi. Odell Beckham Jr. Now insecure. Now insecure. Mm -hmm. Kofi. Uh fucking Michael B. Jordan um, I think maybe John David Washington Trevante Rose and it was a meme and it said wait who was the said, first person? My, Odell Beckham uh, John, okay, okay. Yeah, Odell Beckham okay. so it was like all of these guys right mm -hmm. I might be might be missing some guys too and it was like it said when black women say they love black men they really mean these guys <laughs> <laughs> 
And I thought, yo, shout out to that meme. I thought the dude that took the time to download all of those pictures, put them together in a collage, then write that shit, save that shit, then post that shit has got to be living in a world of hurt. (laughs) I'm going to show these bitches. Like, got to be living in a world of hurt. Like, like full incel. So funny. Like, full incel. He's got to be. I was like, God damn. I looked at it. I was like, ah, that's funny. But God damn, fam. You went through a lot to get your shit off. By the fact that you feel like black women don't think that you're attractive. A woman could make that same post about certain black women. Like who? Who are the black women? Who are they? Hallie. Hallie? Beyonce? Carrie. Beyonce. Carrie. Carrie Washington. Beyonce. Yes. Beyonce. I'm not saying Kerry Washington ain't gorgeous, but I don't hear niggas talk about Rihanna, like Kerry Washington. Rihanna, Tracy yeah. Ellis Ross. Right. Ooh, Tracy Ellis Ross. Yeah. You feel like they they get all of the props. I'm 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 100% forgetting people. Obviously like you said you forgot men off the list, but I'm just saying like I feel like black women could do the same thing. When you say you like black women, this is who you're talking about. I'm trying to look up the meme right now. <laughs> Zendaya. I've never heard a black man be like, "Yo, like Zendaya is the hottest shit in the world." People love Zendaya. Maybe, maybe it's she's not gorgeous. black man. Maybe it's not. She's but, gorgeous. But, but I feel like no. it is. I feel like people love her. I really do. Uh, she is uh, amazingly talented. Like so talented, so talented and beautiful. But I just, I've never heard. Uh, never heard anybody be like, yo, man, this is Zendaya. Um, but I could see that they would say that. Gorgeous. She's like a she's like a little baby though. She's like a little kid. I put her in the same realm as Chloe. They're like, nah, not, not about the me. way she's They're walking like, this red carpet. She's doing her thing. Yeah. yeah. She's doing her thing. She was great in Spider-Man. I saw it. Did you? Yeah, it's really good. It was great in Spider-Man. All right. Uh there's somebody that we need to we need to say prayers for. Um, somebody's asking for our help, is asking for our prayers, asking for our uh, gentle feelings. His name is Miles Cosgrove, and he is one of the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. I have never been so really nigga in my <laughs> life. I normally don't do this. I'm not down for name calling Miles Miles Cosgrove go fuck yourself fuck your mom fuck anyone who it's possible for you to fuck if that means getting the hell out of our motherfucking face I couldn't give a frog's fat ass how tough your life is. He says it's traumatic. He says it's traumatic for everyone. He says that he's had to move. I wouldn't give a fuck if he had to move to the moon. (laughs) When you move with your family, 
you're moving with people mm-hmm. who you can touch mm-hmm. and hug and laugh with. This is one of the most offensive things. Nobody can't touch and love and laugh with Breonna Taylor. She's gone forever. Never get to see her again. Ever. Because of you. I almost feel played. Because? I said this on, that he would even put this out there. I feel played that you would even think. Damn. Not only him. If I don't even want to hear from none of you niggas, it's like, yo, no. Live and be haunted in perpetuity for what it is that you did. What? Why are you surprised that this even came out? Of course this man feels this way. This is a man who doesn't think he did anything wrong. This is The department disowned me. It's horribly tragic. Once again, my feelings and concerns are almost secondary. Almost secondary? This is a man who stands by what he did. My feelings and concerns are almost secondary. I've had to read almost. Van, did you think that all of a sudden sudden he became remorseful for what he did? No. This is a man who wants people. He pities himself. He He feels sorry for himself. He feels as if he did nothing wrong wrong he feel like he feels like he was justified and he was doing things in the confines of the duty of his job he does not think he deserves any backlash any hate any whatever is happening to him this to me is when i saw this i was like okay sounds about right this sounds exactly what i would expect for a man who did murder her to feel period I'm not surprised by this at all. I'm not saying it's right, but this doesn't shock me that he wants us to feel sorry for him at all. And for, and for some life. reason, and Bing for some bong. reason, and some reason actually thinks by speaking out on it, we actually will. At the end of the day, you are still walking this earth. Your children, as you mentioned as well, your family, you're still walking this earth, living, taking breath every single day. And it go, and the day goes by the Brianna Taylor cannot. She is no longer here. She is no longer with us. And her life was unjustly taken away from her. And you want us to feel sorry for you. This falls right in line with the man who pulled the trigger when he came into her house. Word up. And I, 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 I want I want to tell Miles something real quick. Miles, I want to talk to you real quick. I know for you, Brianna Taylor is just a thing that happened. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. For you, Miles Cosgrove, police officer, Breonna Taylor is just a thing. It's a thing that happened to you. For us, and for a lot of people, millions of people, dare I say billions of people, Breonna Taylor is an actual human being. And because she's an actual human being, and not just a thing that happened, not just an incident, not just a court case, not just a call, not just something that went wrong, she's a person. We will forever remember her and forever remembering her. Part of that, part of forever, forever remembering Breonna Taylor, meaning means forever remembering the person or persons that took her life. That means forever remembering Attorney General Daniel Cameron and his reluctance to move forward and giving you guys what you really deserved. It means forever remembering 
exactly what happened. They're always telling us to forgive shit. They don't forgive the people that fucked over them. They never forgive. Remember the Alamo. Remember 9-11. Remember Pearl Harbor. Anytime the white American power establishment is attacked, their motto is never forget. Anytime it happens to us, their motto is, I was on drugs. Please forgive me. I've had to move. (laughs) I couldn't give less than a fuck. I wish there was somebody for me to beat up right now. I couldn't give less than a fuck how hard your life is. Yeah. I hope you twist your ankle. I hope (laughs) you eat some bad dairy. I hope you eat some bad seafood. I hope you get audited. I hope all the bad things for you. I'm sorry, Jesus. I do. I don't take it back. I don't. I don't. I don't take it back. I'm irrationally mad about it. And so to me, when I read this, I'm like, yo, this motherfucker's really playing with us. They really playing with us. This is who they are. They're not playing with us. This is who, and we knew this. This, I'm telling you, don't think this is the last time that you're going to hear from him or the other two officers involved at all. This is right in line with who they are. As annoying, as upsetting, as outrageous as it is, this is who these people are. These are the same type of people who would pull the trigger and come into that place and kill and murder her and then stand by that as if it was justified. Tay Diggs is on TikTok. Have you seen it? I have. He's your, He's your friend. He's your friend. I'm playing with Tay. I, the man. I, I do love Tay. I do every time. Every man. time I see him on a red carpet, he is so nice. He comes over and talks. I love him on TikTok. I love. Him. So Tay's nice to you on the red carpet, huh? Stop. Yes. I bet he is. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I know. I, I bet he is. I know my guy. I like, like. I know my guy. I bet he is. Hold on for a second. Let me, let me look at I hope I hope if you if you hit him up right now, story. I hope that he, he you stop him from doing the TikTok. Why? Why would I stop him from doing no, the TikTok? No, like I hope you interrupt him. I thought you were gonna call him and I hope he's just like in the middle of doing a TikTok. No, I'm not gonna call him and he's in the middle of doing a TikTok. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Tay Diggs is the man. Okay. He is the man. And the reality is that he has got, he is amazingly talented, taking scene, taking dance, taking act, taking act dramatic, taking act funny. Tay mm-hmm. is the man. Tay to me, as much success as Tay has had, okay. and he's had number one movies, he's had big TV shows, he's been in hood classics, he's been in drama, he was on Rent, he was in Rent. As much success that he has, has had, he is still underappreciated by the culture. Tay Diggs is still underappreciated. Why do you think that is? I have some thoughts. But I, <laughs> I don't want to discuss those because I'm big That's up. That's why I head. asked you. Like I, <laughs> I have some thoughts. But there's also rumors that he's dating April Jones. You see that? What? They they were sitting out together. The rumors that they were he's dating April. I have no confirmation. I don't know if that's true at all. Okay. But you know me, you know me and Tay have talked about it before. I, there's some reasons. But look, he's 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 himself. He's who he is. I got no problems see, with Tay Diggs. None. Uh, I I see a runner. Well, you can't. You can't.
<laughs> I was really hoping you wouldn't do that. I was really nah. hoping you wouldn't do What's that. What's she going to get on the board? <laughs> you guys should probably be on the same text thread. All right. <laughs> you, you there's a difference. Be... <laughs> there's a difference. Oh, there's a difference. Don't. I know. <laughs> there's a difference. <laughs> I know. I know. But shout out to Tay. Tay is, Tay is, Tay is my man. Great guy, by the way. Very kind man. Um, uh, Let's go ahead and do mailbag. Bring it in. Mailbag time. Time to read your letters and then we'll reply to them. Oh, it's mailbag time. Write us with your queries and we'll chime in. RBA263. In your opinion, what's the closest thing to real magic? Therapy. Wow. That's a fantastic answer. One I wish Therapy. I would have said myself. Therapy. Taking Th- it. Like, like you go, you go and you sit down with like a, a therapist and you go, uh, they say, Well, what's going on? And you tell them, and then they go, Huh. You ever think that maybe this is causing this? Because we talked about this, and you go, Wait, what? No, I've never thought about that before. And then they give you a little exercise to do. And you actually start working your shit out. It's the weirdest, most beautiful thing. I would say therapy. That's a fantastic answer. Um, I'm stealing it. Absolutely Uh therapy. As a person who's like, (laughs) I don't need therapy. There's no reason I need to be here. And I went for all the wrong reasons. And I have a whole essay on this in my book. So I don't want to say too much. But I went for the wrong reasons. And what I went for came out... what ended up happening is the exact reason, opposite reason that I ended up going for therapy. And I remember she was like, what brought you here? And I burst out crying and I had no idea yep. why I yep. had no, I couldn't. She goes to the point where I alarmed her how hard mm-hmm. I was crying. And she said, well, what is it? And I was like, I don't know. There's something about sitting on that couch, that tissue box in front of you sitting in the chair getting comfortable just a simple question that's asked i don't know if it's the way that it's being asked i don't know if i have no idea i don't know if it's the tone of voice i don't know know if it's the kind (laughs) eyes my my therapist once said hey look at me like meet my gaze and i'm like i don't want to cry you know what i mean it's like it's like it's it's therapy therapy is all right next question yes beautiful beautiful answer all right khaled or khalid underscore smith 24 wants to know who is somebody you see in heaven or who is somebody you might see in heaven that could catch the fade. He provides an example, Mitch McConnell. Why would why I need to, why would there? I need to, yeah. Why would I need to wait to then to catch the fade with Mitch McConnell? I'll box Mitch McConnell now. That's a funny question. <laughs> yeah. The only problem, there's only one problem with boxing Mitch McConnell though. This is the problem is when I'm boxing, which I got brand new boxing videos for you guys. When I'm boxing, I'm normally trying to hit people in the jaw, and he ain't got no jaw. He just got a big blob of face. And I don't mean to 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 shame his blob face, but look, bring up Mitch McConnell right now. Bring him up. Bring him up. Look, look at a picture of, I don't mean to shame, I'm not blob face shaming. His, no, I'm, I'm his sorry. skin literally looks like it's falling off of his body. Look at a picture of Mitch McConnell right now. Tell me if you see a discernible jaw there. There's no jaw. Look, Discern- look ain't no jaw. Look, look, look at this. I know there's no jaw. He's a man without a jaw. Look at that. There's not a jaw. There's just like that's a actually fucking... a good picture of him. That's a that's good the, picture. one of the that's best a... pictures I've ever seen. Get one where he's not smiling. 
Get one where he's not smiling. He's got no jaw. He's got more jowl than jaw. Shout out to Mitch McConnell. Uh, I'll definitely box you. You've uh, you've held. It's very uh, Voldemort. Like, yeah, he that's that's true though. You know what I mean? Like, it's like falling. The skin is. You think he knows magic? You think he knows dark magic? Because he also could clearly also be. He could be Emperor Palpatine. Who is Emperor Palpatine? No idea. No clue. None. Never heard of it. One one million dollars. One million dollars. Give it to me one more time. Who Emperor Palpatine? If someone said a million dollars for you to know who Emperor Palpatine is, could you figure it out? Think about it. Try to get it. Emperor Palpatine. Who could that be? No idea. Could be walking down the street and I'd have no idea who they were. No clue. Well, he would he, know he's a fictional character. I figured that. You, yeah. So you wouldn't know Emperor Palpatine. Emperor Palpatine is Darth Vader's boss. Come on now. Like, why the hell would I know so that? Darth, I barely Darth, know Darth Vader. Darth Vader is a Sith, but really a Sith apprentice. You got to stop. You got to stop. Sith Lord, whatever. Kill you got to stop. Go to, like, uh, I thought go I to, thought we were still on Harry Potter. That was going to be my guess. I don't know nothing about Harry Potter. I'm going to keep you all the way real Well, I said you. Voldemort, and I don't either, but I know who that is. I know Voldemort, yeah. Uh, go to D. Let's go to D from Molly. D. Oh! Oh, wait a second. I broke another promise. Let's see if we can get Ken's on. I told Ken's to come on the uh Who's Ken's? On the pod on the on the um on the podcast. Ken's nigger? No, we gotta figure out what what is she gonna don't don't say her last name. I wanna hear how she says it. Yeah, she I I forgot to give her the uh the the link. I told her to come on at three today. I forgot her to wow, give her the Wow, she just still just link. sitting by the, the computer. Waiting to Donnie, to get- Donnie, give me the link, and if she sees it, maybe she could pop on real quick. Okay, while you're doing that, what's the next question? Oh yeah, what's the next question? All right, from Molly Dances. If you could pick one thing to be known for, what would it be? Instead of what you are now. Wait, one thing to be known for, but it's not who we are right now. So maybe like something people don't know about us that we would. I, I that's that's I'm. I'm struggling with this question. I would like to be known for my dancing. No, that's a joke. And pick, pick, that's not pick a joke. A, I'm a really good dancer. You've said that before, Van. But the same way you're gonna you start putting out these boxing videos, I just want you to record yourself dancing. Tay Diggs is doing it. I'll do a dancing video with Tay. No, no, that's gonna take too long to happen. No, it won't. Fine. Get Tay over here tomorrow. What are you talking about? Oh, oh excuse me, excuse video. me for underestimating your friendship with Tay Diggs. I know the guy ten years. Like I do a dancing, I, I, I do the dance, maybe longer now, like maybe like twelve years. I do a dancing video with Tay. Great. I want to be on it. Tay's TikTok. That's what you want to be known for. All right, you know what? We were supposed to get on with Ken's at three. I dropped the ball again. We're not going to be able to. Sorry, get Ken's. Sorry, Ken's. Sorry, Ken's. Do you have an unexpected ally of the week? Uh, I do. The people of Seaverville, Tennessee, Seaverville, Pigeon Forge, and um, Dollywood. That's where I currently am. And I have to say, I didn't know what to expect coming out here. Not too many people that look like us. We're also a very blended family. I have to say, everyone here has been so nice, so welcoming, I would recommend coming out here to everyone. Come to Dollywood. It is an experience. We're out here in the middle of the mountains. 
I can see Smoky Mountains. I believe someone said the Blue Ridge Mountains. You wake up in the morning, you see the sun come up over the mountains. They are blue. It is so quiet. It is so peaceful. And the people have been so friendly. I love it out here. Unexpected ally of the week. You roll through Seaverville, you may not know what to expect. I got to tell you, it's, it's been lovely. You know, have I seen Confederate flags? Absolutely. Have I seen the shirts that say kneel for the cross, stand for the anthem? Absolutely. But for the most part, people have been so friendly. Unexpected allies of the week. Let me ask you this. Have you seen, did you see Dolly Parton at Dollywood? I did not. I saw lookalikes. Is she just there? Just hanging out? Probably not, right? No, she's, she's not there. Is Dollywood cool? It's like a Six Flags. Interesting. Uh, games, you know, food stands, roller coasters, uh, bigger roller coasters than I expected. And and like it's Christmas time, so they they have the park that it opens from the afternoon to the night. They have this beautiful assortment of lights, Christmas shows, singing. It's is really a nice place. I really enjoyed myself out here. Are there niggas? More than you think. I bet. More than you think. Were they locals or tourists? I don't know. But I did see us. You know what? You know who my unexpected ally of the week is? Who? For no apparent reason. Dolly Parton. Great. She's just great. She's always been solid, too. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you, Dolly. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us. <laughs> Kins. Sorry, Kins. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kins. Kins, if Once you want again. something done, you got to reach out to me. Reach out to Rachel Kins or reach out to Don. Kins, reach out to me. I will make sure Kins, you are on the next out, podcast. Yeah, Kins, reach out to the Higher Learning DM. My like, I forgot all about it. I was, and it'll happen. It'll happen again. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> Take the caps off, but don't stop learning. I am Van Lathan Jr. I'm Rachel and Lizzie. Bye, guys. Bye, bye.